Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. Hey guys, this is Insurance and Finance live from the headquarters of Digital Scouting in Hamburg, Germany, and from Lagos, Nigeria, we welcome our guest Tunde Zalako, known especially for the uh, sorry for the African Insurtech Rising podcast, and as an expert for the Nigerian and African insurance and insurtech industry. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks a lot, Robin. It's great to be here. Um, let's jump right into it. We have been talking and hearing a lot about what's going on in Asia, in Europe, Italy, France, Germany, US, a lot of countries, but not a lot of Africa. And maybe you share a little bit more. What's, what's the situation on the ground? Great. Uh, thanks once again for the invite, Robin. Uh, so uh, on this side of the fence, it's um, a lot of things are snowballing. Um, we're watching the events very conservatively. Uh, so, I mean, uh, what has happened is um, there's more testing which is being done across yeah. the different African. Uh, there's a lot happening at this time in terms of um, ramping up the number of uh, tests that are to be, uh, to be administered, you know, to people who are symptomatic or asymptomatic. Uh, as of today, statistically, uh, from what I've seen, we have over 16,000 confirmed cases, right? And about over 3,800 cases which have been confirmed to have recovered, right? And that okay. cuts across from the north to the south to west where I am and then the east as well. Uh, we've seen situations whereby, um, you know, different governments are responding, you know, um, to the best of their capacities in their own uh, systems, but it's yielding results. Like, for example, um, in Lagos, Nigeria, right, the, yeah. the government is very specific and um, head-on as regards um, how they're responding, um, the federal government holistically as well. So what has happened is uh, there's a Center for Disease Control that yeah. um, has been updated to be um, the touch point for emergency calls. And there's screening centers all over the country where okay. people can go and get access to, to tests. So... Um, the borders have been shut, and because of that, uh, there were not uh, because most of the cases that we realized that been issue had to do with um, cases that were brought into the country, imported, so to speak. So yeah. right now, um, that has been cut off, and uh, majorly also not only in Nigeria, in um, Kenya, in Kigali, Rwanda, um, in South Africa, and other African countries. There's a lot of restrictions um, internally in those countries. There are curfews. There's a lockdown um, in Nigeria. Currently, there's a lockdown, which is observing for the next two weeks to see wow. how... Um, and how are people this... reacting? So, so how, how, is it, uh, how are they reacting to, uh, to that? Say that again? So how are the people reacting? Are they, are they liking it? Uh, are they not liking it? And uh, yeah. Well, so, so I mean, I think the, the critical thing is the common goal here, you know, across the different cities in Africa, right? And uh, specifically for Nigeria, uh, federal government is very, you know, enthusiastic about getting over this, you know, yeah. so it's like taking, you have to take a decision which um, you might extreme, experience a little bit of pain, but um, it's delayed gratification, right? And so yeah. uh, two weeks, one month, hey, for the greater goal of um, curtailing this is much better. There's mixed reactions, by the way, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of people go by getting their daily bread and, and stuff, but um, hey, 
like I said earlier, it's the bigger picture. You know, that's what um, everyone is focused on. How can we curtail this as fast as possible? Another question I have um, is, um, before we go into how did insurers react, maybe you share a little bit something about the insurance industry in Nigeria. So um, how are insurances sold mostly and, and, and how does the industry look like? So it's a boarding industry where um, there's a lot that is um, being done and there's still a lot, of, a lot that is still to be done. Um, I will take you from the context of... Uh, you know, the, the overall coverage, right? And so yeah. we have less than 3%, you know, um, when it comes to um, the spread in the different kinds of um, insurance solutions that you have uh, for different reasons, you know, obviously, which we could talk about it tomorrow. So uh, it's, it's still a burning industry, which is evolving with time. And uh, it, a lot of it has to do with the social cultural aspects where, you know, the concept of insurance is just growing per time. And that cuts across yeah. not only Nigeria, across you know um, several African cities uh, what we found out is that the commonalities are you know you have um, high costs you yeah. have um, a situation whereby you have mass markets and people who are outside the insurance coverage net and so what is happening now is um, there are different initiatives and different organizations both private and the government is doing the best they can as well you know yeah. to sort of uh, make sure that those people outside the net can be inclusive so inclusivity yeah. inclusion I beg your pardon is one of the critical things that um, uh, corporate entities and the government is also looking at on this side. Yes, we have our own peculiar challenges, but um, it's not all gloomy, like what it sounds like out there, where, you know, um, it, there's a different perception about Africa, you know, but uh, a lot is being done. And um, it's cool. great. It's interesting. I mean, the, the COVID-19 situation is slowing down a lot of things, but um, we were very optimistic um, looking into... Uh, our own crystal ball to see what happens in the next two years, three years, and down the line when it comes to this space. Uh, my question, what I'm also asking uh, is, um, when, we, when we look at uh, what is the, the biggest uh, sales channels in insurance, um, do you have a strong agents and brokers, or is it more direct channel, or is it through other intermediaries? So how insurance are sold, you know, uh, normally without the crisis? So, I mean, it's, um, it's, 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 multi, it's multi-channeled. Right. Uh, so, of course, there are brokers, uh, the insurance agents. Um, there are also, you know, there's the direct consumer. Uh, there's the direct B2B yeah. marketing. There's the B2C channels all encompassed together. So what typically happens is um, because those channels are being explored, you know, uh, very vibrantly uh, by the different market players and, and, and the sector, uh, what's happening is uh, different players are looking for how to accelerate those channels where yeah. you essentially have a very you know robust flow going through those different channels for instance the brokerage um, industry is still morphing right it's morphing yeah. in, in terms of um, the kind of technologies which are it's morphing in terms of the kind of um, uh, feedback which uh, is being done in, in conjunction with the insurance companies right and so because yeah. of that um, it's 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 great it's multi-channeled and uh, we're, we're optimistic as to seeing what happens it's um, the common challenge usually, I mean, like for Nigeria and other African yeah. cities usually, is the, is the trust factor. You know, yeah. that's why I say one of the greatest um, obstacles at this point is actually that social um, economic factor. You know, when you're looking at the, the different things that affect um, uh, penetration in, a, in an environment, when you're looking about the political, the environmental, the socioeconomic, yeah. uh, the technological, the environmental, you know, and the legal issues, 
uh, I think the critical thing that stands out for insurance on this side of the fence has to do with the social economic, right? And so a lot of um, initiatives are being geared towards, you know, um, penetrating um, yeah. as to how people perceive and how they receive um, the concept of insurance because there's still those trust issues. And that's one thing that we found out that cuts across, you know, the different cities that we have in Africa. We have seen a lot of innovations coming uh, from Africa in the finance sector. I think uh, there were a lot of payments uh, solutions out there that actually jumped several evolutions uh, of technology from our friends from the from the in, uh, from the fintech sector. And um, let's talk about insurance and uh, let's talk about insurtech. Um, uh, you are uh, heading the uh, African Insurtech Rising podcast, and you have an insurtech yourself. Um, can you maybe share a few insights about the insurtech scene? And there are a lot of uh, conferences, by the way, also about uh, insurtech and insurance in, in Africa. Um, maybe share a few words. What does the scene look like and what are like typical insurtechs and uh, yeah, what's, what's going on there? Right. So that's, that's a very interesting conversation, uh, Robin. Um, interesting in the sense that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, evolution which is happening, especially because of... Um, you know, the infusion of uh, the tech side. Uh, so let me give you a little bit of background, right? Uh, so 10 years ago, you would have a scenario where essentially you were not um, to build a website, you know, you would actually have to go as far as uh, looking into uh, other markets, you know, to get that kind of quality um, finished products that you would want, right? Yeah. And uh, why was that? At the time, there was a drop in the terms of the skill sets uh, available in terms of... Um, coding and understanding technologies. Um, so just fast forward to five years back, you find out that there's a tremendous jump, right? And that you know, skill gap has been significantly closed. Uh, why do I say this? Um, so five years from 2015 to 2020, um, it just keeps growing exponentially. What has happened is we've seen the advent of hubs, technology hubs. As of yep. today, off the top of my head, I have about 643 um, crossing across the different African cities. Um, we've seen initiatives that are being galvanized by private sector organizations yeah. and even government the, the governments in different, you know, the continent um, as regards how um, technology, you know, is ramped up. So you find a situation whereby right now um, you have coding camps and coding schools across in different areas the, on the continent. You have um, academics, you know, pushing and infusing uh, the thought process of learning how to code early enough. And yeah. algorithm, uh, Python languages, algorithm languages, machine learning languages being pushed. And so because yeah. of that, the technology is readily available here on the continent, contrary yeah. to what uh, the outside world thinks. The technology is buoyant here. And what you've see, what we're seeing happen is it's playing across different industries. Like you mentioned, um, FinTech, of which the InsurTech is a segment, right, is experiencing a very significant... Yeah, that's what at least the FinTech um, people think. <laughs> That's what at least the fintech people think. <laughs> we are just a subsidiary of them. But that's a totally different discussion. We, we love them the, and, and that's totally fine. And we have a lot of fintech people here on the channel, so that's totally fine. I'm just making fun of it. No, but I really love your point that you say that, you know, you have an overall technological advancement. And what you described, the, uh, the lowering of the barrier to entry, you know, you don't need to code in order to do a website. You don't need to code anymore. This is actually around the world. It's not only in Africa. It's around the world. And it... Um, has a lot of interesting effects all over the world that you know the the, the barrier to entry actually lowers. Stefan Best has a question for you. He's in the chat, so don't hesitate if you were uh, are you know want to ask a question. 
He asks, and it uh, goes to the direction what you were sharing before, what kind of impact, but it's a difficult question, I warn you, uh, what kind of impact of the possibilities of blockchain and distributed ledger technology um, do you think um, uh, will be will we seen or are we seeing in the African insurtech and insurance industry? Is it something that's that's a topic or is it does it not help? So I mean, um, just to sublime into that question and what I was talking about earlier, right? We're seeing different trends coming specifically yeah. now to the tech ecosystem. We're seeing different trends that are unfolding, trends that have to do with um, you know artificial intelligence, uh, big data, uh, the Internet of Things. Um, um, access cloud services, machine learning. Uh, blockchain is not an exclusion at the moment, yeah. right? Um, and so we have certain company, certain um, private companies that are using the trends, some of the trends that um, I've mentioned, you know, to go in those directions. Um, we, we, before we see uh, a very huge traction as to that, I think majority of them, one of the things that um, we found out is the startups, and that's why we actually have this platform, right? Uh, there yeah. are a few of them that have um, crossed um, the five-year mark. Um, such companies like MicroInsure, uh, which is yeah. working across um, 16 countries, cities in Africa at the moment, you know, um, started um, um, this uh, with attraction and then, you know, got a grant from Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and boom, yeah. exploded, started um, penetrating to the mass markets. But we're seeing companies come up, you know, um, from the east, for instance, um, we're having companies like um, uh, Blue Wave, right? Blue Wave is doing phenomenal work, you know, in trying to, you know, get to the 3 billion population in Africa. We're seeing um, Kakbima, which is also um, uh, talking about the brokerage industry, which you mentioned uh, yeah. earlier. They're actively using um, digital platforms to digitize how insurance, insurance agents and then brokers actually um, get to deliver their products and to ensure transparency. Still talking about the socioeconomic um, barrier that we have in Nigeria. We're seeing companies... Yeah. Tell me, but you, you are an InsurTech founder yourself. Uh, you uh, you founded your, your company, which is focused in the health sector. So why InsurTech? Why did you do it? And uh, share us more what, what you are offering. Great. So um, one of the critical things that we... I think you're lost. That's that's not that, that's too bad. But I hope you will be there in a minute again. Or I'm lost. Uh, let's let's see that. Uh, I hope that you guys are still listening to us. Um, I would have loved to hear what uh, Tunda's company is about. I mean, we talked of course before that. But let me at least give you um, wait a second some background information about it. Um, because I mean, you described uh, what was he doing. It was super interesting to me. Uh, wait a second. Um, and um, it just takes a second. Probably maybe it's my engineer that broke down. We, we will see about that in a minute. So um, he leads uh, the Health Gaps Limited. So um, if you are, have not followed and subscribed to Dunde yet, please do so. Check that out um, uh, and also check his company out. That would be really, really cool. Um, yeah, maybe my take, make out this conversation and we wait until Tunde comes back is, um, yeah, that we that we see that insurance and insurtech all around the world um, are struggling sometimes with the same topics as we've seen. Are you back? Yes, I'm back. <laughs> great, great. That was very unfortunate. Just seconds before the promotional part, 
for uh, health gaps. So um, uh, let us know um, uh, what that's about and why did you actually decide to go to insurance and insurtech in Africa? Right. So um, for me, uh, background wise, um, I'm a medic, uh, so I'm actually um, a doctor by background. Uh, but uh, about 15 years ago, right, I pivoted into the insurance space and worked in different um, private companies um, locally down here. And, um, you know, um, eventually um, I got to the end of the affairs of um, uh, one of the national health insurance companies. Yeah. I think you're gone again. Um, that's very unfortunate. Um, but are you there again? We cannot hear you. That's maybe I'm not hearing him. Please, in the comment section, let us know if you can hear him or not. Maybe I did something wrong. Um, Tony, if you can hear us, maybe log out and come in again. We tried again. Don't worry. We we had this uh, issue um, uh, sometimes. I mean, we're streaming here live from you know Hamburg, Germany, to Nigeria, to all around the world. So, can you hear us? No, he cannot hear us. Um, maybe go uh, log out of the tool and come come back. That would be very great. Um, because we have, our, you know, Ashley in the US, Hugo in Florida, Stefan in Germany, and, and a lot of other people uh, here still listening. Let's please hang in there. We will uh, we will do this. And let me write Tunde actually on WhatsApp. Another great thing, I think. Um, yeah, try to re-log in, in case that's even English word. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it because when I heard it the first time, it totally made sense. And uh, what I really like about the InsurTech movement that we provide, you know, solutions all over around the world. And, and, and I think we can learn a lot from each uh, other um, and how we tackle problems and uh, how we, you know, see solutions in technology and not only, you know, having the naysayers uh, all the time. Um, yeah, and uh, what I quite find quite interesting is that the insurance industry actually all around the world, and maybe not everywhere, you know, but actually almost all around the world and um, has similar sales channels you know that people you know out there physically trying to sell insurance as you know i have been an, i have been an agent too we have direct channels and probably we have the same conflicts there so it's really interesting to see that we have same situations or similar situations all around the globe and and, and different experiences in, in the local market different answers to that and actually we could all learn from each other so i'm super big fan of all the insurance um, conferences out there that, that are international InsurTech Insights, uh, InsurTech Connect, Magic of Innovation, DIA, and the DK. And there are millions of, of great events out there. And I really, really hope that that's Hello. the case. All right, Tunde. Hello. Great. Welcome back. Hello. I can hear you. Yes, perfectly. Uh, let us sh share, share, share more. Um, yeah. Share more about your company, please, and what you're uh, working on. Hi, Robin. Can you hear me now? Perfectly. If... So sorry for this technical. Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> okay, I, I can hear you now. Great. Cool. Super. Yeah, you were you were sharing um, about the company and the movement. 
So I was talking about, um, so, I mean, uh, the InsurTech um, uh, is called um, Hadiel. It's a software service company which is aggregating all the um, insurance stakeholders in the ecosystem, you know, to empower them to make informed, empirical, and transparent decisions, right? And um, it's morphing into different things. Um, and uh, we're using that because uh, we want to use it to customize behavioral health trends, right? And we see that um, the, the health trends per time, you know, you could be in a particular sector and um, another of your competitor might be in another sector. It doesn't yeah. mean that uh, potentially have the same um, behavioral health patterns. So we're using that as a tool you know, to drive um, empirical and informed decisions. And we're removing that guesswork. We're removing um, navigating in the blind, in the blind and we're, we're cutting out the blind spots and trying to empower all the stakeholders, you know, within that space, you know, to make better and informed decisions. Um, as, a, um, as, a, as a medical professional, why did you move into the in InsurTech space? Okay, so uh, that's a long story. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the summary of it is, um, for me, it's um, very interesting uh, being having operated with the background in the insurance space and understanding um, technology. Um, I have a bit of um, you know exposure to data science and um, understanding you know coding to a certain effect at least to baseline minimum levels. So I'm able to you know and interact with um, the tech ecosystem and understand yeah. the nitty gritties when it comes to um, how technology drives um, skill. And for me. Uh, one of the critical ways that I think is very, um, you know, burden is how we can drive inclusion, right? Because this is still a very wide gap in the in the space as regards people who are, you know, in the inclusive net when it comes to insurance. So um, I'm just playing my role. I'm playing my part. Right. I've seen how that, you know, spin off into uh, something bigger. Plus, with the different trends and um, the network that we have down here, I, I, I see a burden community where, you know, um, Tech, insure tech is going to be able to uh, leapfrog to achieving yeah. certain things. And as we're doing this, financial inclusion is something which is also very critical because what happens in the events is, you know, the more, um, you know, catastrophic experiences are being prevented through insurance technology, yeah. the more, you know, more people come into the financially inclusive nets. So it's, 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 it's a spin-off effect. It's a long-term... Uh, what I really like about your description or about your motivation, why to do it, to provide a solution for a problem in society, um, I think that's something we do not talk enough about in the insurance industry. I mean, we belong around the world to the least liked people that are there. I mean, I mean, I mean, we worked hard for this image, okay, and and, and partially it's also totally uh, uh, deserved. But I think for some parts that we really provide solutions for for problems in society. Maybe it's not cool because we calculate a lot and we have actuaries that you know say <laughs> risks are included. Or maybe that's we don't do it in a fancy and cool way. But I think we provide substantial solutions to society uh, in you know in times of crisis and not. Um, but if we look ahead, what do you think insurance will be look? How will insurance look like in in Africa in five years, but also uh, globally? What is your take on it? So um, it's it's interesting times ahead. Um, I mean, currently now, you know, uh, I mean, with the COVID nineteen situation, you find us we found ourselves in a situation where there's been critical um, shifting in the think in the thought patterns as to what um, everyone had projected for the end of for, for the year and forecasted. Now we're finding out that um, a lot has to be done. Uh, for instance, um, 
uh, we found out that in, in the different cities crossing across, even in, starting from Nigeria, you know, the different the different responses which yeah. are being made now mm -hmm. as to COVID response. So different people are responding in a different way, and um, this space is not excluded. Uh, for instance, one of the things that um, uh, Hadiel is currently doing is it's built. It's partnered with a company called uh, Medicto, our international partners, to embed an AI symptom checker into the back end where, you know, the masses can get to um, critically and virtually evaluate their symptoms and also get differential diagnosis as regards whether they have COVID or the likelihood yeah. and the risks of them having COVID or otherwise. And uh, it also gives differential diagnosis, you know. Um, in a place like uh, South Africa, there's responses that um, a company like Discovery Health has partnered yeah. with um, of the mobile operators, you know, to give free access, you know, to consultations um, for people because everyone is being worried about stepping out, going into hospitals yeah. at this time. You know, um, in in in, in um, Kigali, interesting things are happening on that side as well. Um, I mean, currently the government just signed up um, uh, a drone system, which is actually uh, acting like a town crier. So the drone is carrying megaphones and um, is passing wow. correct information, you know, to the rural areas to let them understand what the symptoms are and to demystify, you know, the yeah. myths that talk about um, the use of um, certain things, which I don't think we talk about as to how it will affect. But um, do you the think? Situation. Do you think this crisis will accelerate a positive development in the inclusion of uh, certain uh, target groups and certain uh, parts of population? Uh, or, or or not? What do you think? Well, I, I think it's going to play um, a role, that's for sure. It can't be completely isolated. And the reason is because more than ever, um, I mean, different governments are now re-evaluating, you know, uh, what is happening, whether, I mean, what is happening per time in the different, yeah. within their own conditions. Um, in Nigeria, for example, you know, very deliberate steps are being taken by the government as to how you know this is going to be curtailed and yeah. it's not deliberately targeted towards one side of the country it's across the country different initiatives are coming from the federal government and then from the state government so it's more of like a top-down a bottom-up approach where you know um a lot of uh in solutions are being proposed at different mm -hmm. levels um start coming into that mix uh private organizations are coming to that mix everybody's hands-on and their donations being made The people are working in their own way, you know, just to see how this will be curtailed. So definitely, post-COVID, uh, there's going to be life. And what's going to yeah, happen is um, that's for sure. it's, going to, it's going to stimulate how um, certain areas which might have been overlooked, you know, not deliberately, you know, are actually factored into the whole matrix of what happens moving forward in future. So yeah. uh, I think definitely a time, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting time. We pray this passes. Uh, but uh, here's where we are. And yeah. um, with, with the tech solutions coming up and the different things that are happening, uh, we believe that uh, a lot is going to happen within five years, like you mentioned. Um, there's a lot of confidence that is coming from the external markets already. Um, I mean, like um, the likes of um, global giants like Alibaba uh, being present in um, a country like Rwanda. In Nigeria, yeah. we have CC Hub, which is um, attracting um, phenomenal um, uh, corporations from around the, the, the world, including the, the Silicon Valley. You know, yeah. um, I mean, there's certain, there's certain things that it's a trajectory that we'll just we'll see that will keep budding because of the deliberate tech, um, the, tech the, the deliberate well, yeah. tech. I think I think you said something super important. Uh, I think you said something super important, and that is, you know, there will be a life afterwards. I'm pretty sure about that too. 
uh, and maybe my really really deep hope is uh, that's even maybe a better one why uh, because uh, i mean don't get me wrong there are a lot of people struggling currently losing jobs uh, struggling with health struggling for their lives so our thoughts are with them of course but uh, if we you know get in the lucky opportunity that we will see through this and i think most you know the majority of the people will because um, i really know that the numbers say that I really hope that, you know, in the end, maybe it's also an opportunity. Maybe it's an opportunity that we come together, learn more from each other like we do, you know, every day here on the on the podcast and also from our audience out there that's already, you know, asking questions and cheering us and letting us know when they can hear it or not. Thank you very much, guys and girls for that. Um, and uh, yeah, and I really hope that we will see that the insurance and finance industry comes even closer together internationally um, and that we do not only meet us online, but also, you know, virtually online. And what I always do at the end of the show before I last, ask my last question is to do a short shout out to everybody who asked the question or liked the show, which is super important. So if you are watching right now, you did not hit the like or subscribe button yet, please do so. It's vital for us. So. Thank you, Stefan, for, for chatting and, and thanking Hassan and Hugo for your comments. Uh, and uh, Rajukma, let me check where you're from. Oh, also from India. We have a very strong Indian uh, community here on the show and in our homepage in general at Digital Scout. I really love that. Thank you for Ash to Ashley for being here and for joining us today. Uh, not to forget also Evgeny, Anat, Erika, who hosts the Magic of Innovation Conference. This year it's online, so make sure to sign up for that one. And then we have Desiree, um, Amber, uh, Anne, Katrin, Hugo, and Simon Schneider from Neotech Ventures, super interesting venture fund. Tunde, thank you very much for, for having the time. Is there anything that Schunz and InterTech community can do for you? <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here again. Uh, thanks for the invite, Robin. Um, I mean, um, I'm, I'm available largely um, on the LinkedIn platform. Uh, I, I know we weren't able to cover as much ground, uh, but um, I'm happy to, you know, come on and um, continue these conversations because I think it's a very long conversation that uh, cannot be scripted in um, a couple of minutes. Um, we're, we're happy yeah. to also end our podcast series. Um, we look forward to having you, by the way, you know, uh, next week on Me our too. podcast series. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're excited to see how, you know, we can continue to have this um, intercontinental conversations. Yeah, and maybe one more thing, one last thing from my side, really, uh, uh, guys, uh, girls, look out, Africa, uh, African Intra Attack Rising podcast on all, you know, major channels, make sure to check it out, to uh, give it a chance to, to, to have a look at it, and I think uh, there's a lot of exciting things uh, happening uh, on the continent uh, currently. And uh, I think it's a secret of companies to learn and to take best practices from other parts of the world and apply it into your own home market. Tunde, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for, for being here. And everybody out there, thank you very much for your continuous support. And see you around. Thank you, Robin.